going back to yesterday's raid, which was the episode mentioned in Shmuel Aleph, Perak Yudches, and Shmuel Bey's Perak Gimel, where the Psukim discuss the fact that David HaMelech was Chasna the Nesiyah. He was the Edim of Shal HaMelech. Not once, but twice. The Psukim say that Shal HaMelech had given his daughter Meirav to David as a wife, and then later, the Pesukim say that Shalom Melech had given his daughter Michal to David as a wife. And we went through the Pesukim together, and the Gemara Masech the Sanhedrin, Dafyut Tesam Beis, and really, at first glance, these Pesukim are Enam Oymrim Elodir Shuni. They're very, very difficult to understand. Pasha to reconcile with Teresh Abiksav, and certainly with Teresh Abalpeh, and it seems that whole marriage was mamish not kedas Moshe Yisrael. And at first glance, it's a pliatzuma adlamoy. And we mentioned all the different problems yesterday. Number one, the fact that David Amelech was married to Meirav and to Michal. They were two sisters. Isha is one of the Arias in the Torah. The Pasuk says that after Shal Amelech gave his daughter Meirav to David, he takes. Meirav, and gives her instead to Adriel. She's an Eshesesh. How could you take an Eshesesh and now suddenly have her marry somebody else? The Pasuk says that Shaul did the same thing with Michal. After David HaMelech was married to Michal, Vateh Michal as David, and they're married, Shaul goes and takes Michal and gives Michal to Palti ben Laish. Again, she's an Eshesesh. And then in Shmuel Beis, David HaMelech, when he's king, takes back his wife from Palti ben Laish, and they literally live happily ever after. Luchura, if she was an Eshazish that was living with Palti ben Laish, then this is Mesech to Soito 101. So what's going on over here? Luchura, there's four very obvious Isurei Da'irais, Chayvei Krisos, literally that were playing themselves out. So we said that the Gemara Masech the Sanhedrin already addresses this. In fact, the Gemara works through three of the four problems. How is David HaMelech able to be married to two sisters, to Meirav and Michal? Gemara has two suggestions. Either Meirav died before David HaMelech married Michal, and even though there's an issue to marry an Achish but the Chiddush of the Arab of Achish is that it's only Bechayah. But if the first Sister's not alive anymore at that point. There's no Isser anymore. Not even an Isser Rabbanon to marry an Achisich. And that's why it was a Chathila. There was no problem for David to be able to marry Michal. Another suggestion that the Gemara gave was that it could be the whole marriage with Meirav was a Kedusha Tois. Why? Because David HaMelech was Mekadish Meirav, but he was Mekadish Milfa. The sugi that we're learning right now. What was this outstanding loan? Shola Melech owed David Melech a lot of money. The reason is because when Goliath was threatening and looming and hovering over the Jewish camp, so Shola Melech promised that any person that's going to slay this giant, Yashrenu HaMelech Oishagadol, he's going to give him a tremendous Ashiras. And David HaMelech is the one that took down Goliath, and he was never paid. And when David was Mekadish, Meirav, the way he was Mekadisher was by not giving her any money, but instead 
saying that that money, that milva, that is going to be the Kesev Shol. You owe me money? That money, forget Don't give me the money. That money that you owe me, I'm being Mekadosh you with that. And this was a classic case of Mekadosh Milva. Now, we didn't mention this yesterday, although it's obvious, but I think it's Kedai to speak it out today. And that is that it's Mavur, L'Chura, that Meirav was either a Ketana or a Naira. The point is that Shola Melech was the one that was in control of her marriage. As a result, if David's going to be Mekadosh Meirav, he's not giving money to Meirav. That means he has the schus to be Mekadosh and he's the one that's like in the case of Kedushan. So he had to give something to Shaul. And what did he give Shaul? All that money that you owe me, you don't have to give it to me. He was a Makadish Mimilva, and it's for that reason it wasn't okay. So he was never married to Meirav. If he was never married to Meirav, so when he married Michal, he wasn't married to two sisters. Oh, and by the way, if he was never married to Meirav, so it's not a Kiddush that Shaul was able to take Meirav and now give her to Adriel. They were never married. It looked like they were married, but it wasn't a marriage because it was a Makadish Mimilva. What about Michal? Dear the Pasik says before that. Shola Melech says that when you marry my daughter Michal, you don't have to give any mayar. But at the same time, I want you to deliver Meir Arlus Plishtim. Okay, so the Meir Arlus Plishtim seemed to be the Shavak Esef of a Isha Niknis Bekesef. So this is already not a Makadish Bemilva. So the Gemara says, because Shol held, Mamish Tasugi that we just learned, that if someone has an outstanding loan with somebody else, with a woman, and he gives her a pruta, there's a milva, a pruta, daita milva. I mean, the daita milva, at the end of the day, this was also Mekadosh milva. And again, you see from here that Micha was also either a Ketan or a Naira. So being that you have, again, that same old choyv of Yashvenu, Amelech, Oishigadol, and now you have this pruta of the mayor of Plishtim that you're giving. Shol held that it was Daita Milva. Because Shol held that it was Daita Milva, so it's for that reason he held that the uh, Kedushin wasn't going to be a Kedushin. had another Mahalach that it could be the mayor of Plishtim, and Shol's mind was not really worth a, a Shavah Pruta. So there was a Milva, which is not okay. There was a Pachis Meshavah Pruta, which is not okay. And as a result, they weren't married. And that's why Shol's allowed to take Michal and give her now to someone else, give it to Palti Melayish. But my Sadovina Melech wasn't mask him to Shaul. How do you know? Because as soon as he had an opportunity to take Michal back, he says, Tnobo Ishti Asher Irasti, right? He says, I want the wife that I was Ma'aris. So you see clearly that he held that they were married. Where was the marriage? So the Gemara said, Shaul, David obviously held that Milva Apruta is Daita Apruta. Additionally, he obviously held that the Maya Arlos Plishtim were worth a pruta. As a result, they were married. Because they were married, therefore he says, Isha Sheri Rasti, because in his mind we were we were really married. Now, the Gemara stops here. The Gemara doesn't explain how David was allowed to remarry remarry Michal. Lishita saw that he was married to Michal because Milva Pruta, Daita Pruta, and May Arlos Plishtin is worth a pruta. So if that's the case, so how is he allowed to take Michal back? So that the Rajman, the Tshuva, Simon Yud, already addressed to the Shoyal, who also was very bewildered by trying to understand these Pesukim here and Nach, and he said, out the Tama, he said, because there's a few Eitzes that you can say. Number one, it could be Michal had a din of an Eishas Ish, and the reason is because she was just following orders. 
They told her that Mekadesh Milva Upruta Daita Milva. They told her that Meir's push is not worth a pruta. So if they told her that the Kedusha wasn't a Kedushan, so what was she supposed to know? And Aisha's ish is only Asala Bailu when she's Mazana Berotz. But being that she was Mazana Ba'inus, in this case, it's not going to be a problem. Then the Rajma says, alternatively, I'll tell you a Chiddush Niflo, and that is the Nevi'im in those days, and it could be the Nevi'im with Megala to David Amalch. In other words, he knew Al Piruach HaKodesh Ke'ilu, that nothing had ever happened, and that's going to be okay. Zoch the Chiddush and his Pirkei Yosef and Simulam and Beis, what happened to Tari Lebe Shemayim? And he says, you see from this Rajma Chiddush Otsum for another day, and that is that even though Tari Lebe Shemayim, that's to be Machriya Halacha, but to be Machriya Matzius, even when it has an Afkaminal Halacha, that's not an issue as it relates to and this is the sikum of the historical machloikis of Mekadosh ben Milva and Milva Apruta. We spoke at Toysus and Chagigit after Zainam and Aleph who says that it could be this is the first machloikis ever. So what was the first machloikis ever? There's been many since. But what might have been the first machloikis ever? It's this Shailah. Milva Apruta and so was Mekadosh Anisha. Is it Daita Milva or is it Daita Apruta? But just to end, this shmuz with the Dvar Agada, and that is the Gemara in Masech the Sanhedrin that if you days and it goes into the Avchof Aleph goes weiter and says a Dover Nifla the Gemara says that when Shalom Melech took Michal and gave her to Palti Ben Laish Palti Ben Laish in his mind held like Dover Melech he held that really Michal was married to David she was an HSH because he held like those Lomdom that hold Milva Pruta Daita Pruta and that the Mayorless Plishtim were worth a pruta. So in his mind, Palti ben Laish was just instructed by the king of the Jewish nation to live with an Eshesesh. And Palti ben Laish was an Upkehit in Eid. And he felt that it was wrong. But at the same time, he can't be married by Malchus. So what's he supposed to do? So the Gemara says an incredible thing. He lived together with Michal Bashal and he lived with her for a long time. But he never touched her. And they never lived B'derech Ishos. In fact, the Gemara says, Ksiv Palti, you find that Palti is referred to in Nach as Palti ben Laish. Uksiv Paltiel. And elsewhere you find that the Pasuk refers to him as Paltiel ben Laish. In Shmuel Aleph, Perik Chafei, Pasuk Memdalit, his name is Palti ben Laish. In Shmuel Beis, Perik Gimel, Pasuk Tezvav, when David says, I want my wife back, he says, not from Palti, he says, I want her back from Paltiel. Amir Rabbi Yochan and Rabbi Yochan said, Palti Shmuel, you want to know what his name was? His name was Palti. Paltiel. So why does David Amelech, when he takes her back, refer to as Paltiel, Shepiltoi Kelman Avera? It's because he had an incredible Incredible siyata deshmai. The Eibush to save them from doing an aver. Met also. What did he do? No, at chere be noy no. He took a sword and he put it between him and between her. Amar and he said, "Kolo oisik bedaver zeh." Any person that's going to be oisik bedaver zeh. In other words, tashmish hamita. You don't get the cherev zeh. He is going to be killed with this cherev, and that was what he did. Says the Gemara. Is that true? Vaksiv the pasuk says, "Vayelach ito isha." When David HaMelech takes Michal back, so the Pasuk says that Palti was mamish, he was following her, and he was crying. He was mamish crying. And it says, It says she was his wife. So number one, Isha, I, I thought they didn't really live like husband and wife. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yechonah talking, They didn't live, but at the same time, he loved her like a wife. But it says, Why was he crying? 
says the Gemara, Ala mitzvah the Ozomineh. Because every single second that Palti ben Laish was living with Michal, he was being Mekayim Darachayim HaKadosh's mitzvah of Kedoshim Tiyu, where he had an opportunity to do an Avera, and he didn't do an Avera, and it's mamish nechshav as if he did a mitzvah, right? The Lashon HaGemara. Allah mitzvah the Ozomineh. He lost that on this mitzvah. Which mitzvah was he doing? That's Darachayim HaKadosh. He was being Mekayim the mitzvah of Kedoshim Tiyu. The Pasuk says that he followed her. How far? Ad Bachurim. Why Ad Bachurim? So Pasha, that's where they went. They were mamish like Bachurim. That's the way they were. They were loy tam tamia. Says the Rabbi Yochanan. It's the same Rabbi Yochanan talking. He says that when you understand the story of Paltim and Laish and you realize the godless and the gvura that this year had, he says, I'm going to make the following remark, going out on a limb. He said, Yosef, the godless of Yosef Atzadik, the mice of Yosef with Eshus Paitifar is Amphasunu Seishal Bayas. Meaning, as great as it was, but it's a double cut and clappy boyas. Toik shal boyas and the godless of boyas, which is much bigger than Yosef Atzadik, is Anvesunus shal Baltim Melayish. This is a double cotton when you compare it to Baltim Melayish. Toik shal Yosef. What's the Toik shal Yosef? Anvesunus shal boyas. Dechsev. Vayibachatzi alaylo. Vayechad aish. Vayilofes. Man. Vayilofes. Amar Rav Shnasib Sorry. Kirosh lofos. It's an incredible tayiv that boyas had. He didn't know who it was. And that whole ma'aseh was much. It was bigger than Yosef Atzadik. And Toik shal boyas. Anvesunus shal Baltim Melayish. Where do you see the greatness of Baltim Melayish? Zok Tigmar Kedamor. It's this story that we just said. I'm Rabbi Yechon. Rabbi Yechon went. It's the great Rabbi Yechon talking. He said, "My dear, said Rabbi's bonus also chayol for atolis al kulon. Rabbi's bonus also chayol is a Yosef ubayas. Rabbi's bonus also chayol. This is Eishes Chayol miyimtza. I give you a marshal, a dogma of an Eishes Chayol miyimtza. It's referring to Yosef and it's referring to Bayas. Over the atolis al kulona, the palti b'mash." He's on a much higher magic. Amr Rav Shulman Nachman, Amr Rav Yoynesen. My dechsev Sheker Achein veHevel Ayoyfi. Sheker Achein ze Yosef veHevel Ayoyfi ze Boyas. Yiras Hashem Hitesalo ze Palti Belayish. You want to know Palti Belayish was Palti Belayish is the Spitz. He's vaAtolis Al Kulana. Sheker Achein Hevel Ayoyfi. With all the godless of Yosef and Boyas, on some level it's Sheker and Hevel. Isha Yiras Hashem Hitesalo, the greatest madrega in the history, literally in this Indian. Is the Madrega of Palti Melayish. It's a Dover Nifla Adamai. This is the postscript to this story. The story of Makadish ben Milva. But this is the postscript. It goes from Makadish ben Milva all the way to Isha Yeris Hashem Hitesalom. It's a Palti Melayish. So I'll tell you a Dover Nifla. That is, there's a Yalkit Shemoyne. The Yalkit is in Parshness Vayechi. It's Kuf Samachalif. The Yalkit tells a story. Maisebra Masib and Kharish. There was a story with Ramasi ben Kharish, Shah Yosha the base Madrish. He was sitting in the base Madrish for Isaac Bataira, and he was learning Taira. And if his face looked like the Chama, what is that? Shades off. The shtickle with Rabruvim Margolis, where they didn't know if it was day or night, and that's why the Talmudim had to come and say, Rabbi Seinu, right, it's time to say Kriyash Masal Shachas, because sometimes by the Tzaddikim, when they would learn Torah, it was Mabish Abchin of Doimus Lachama, like you find Rabbi Lezab Shimon in the Zayar Kaddish, and like you find Rabbi Lezab God in the beginning of Brickett Rabbi Yezer. So that's what's happening. Ramasi Mecharish is learning Torah, and by Yezniv Pon of Doimus Lachama, the cluster Pon of Doimus Lamalachi Asharis, and he looked Mabish like a Malach. And the reason was, Shemiyamav. Throughout his entire life, he never was nichshel in seeing something that he wasn't supposed to see. Pamachas, one time, of our Sotan Veniskanavai, the Sotan comes by and he had kinah. He was partially jealous 
of this madrig that Ramasib and Kharush had reached. Omar, he said, Is it possible there could be a person like this in this world that never sinned? Omar Ramasib and Kharush, how do you view Ramasib and Kharush? He says, Will you please give me permission? I want to be able to find a way to be Machshal Ramasib and Kharush. David just says, You're wasting your time, Sot. You're not going to be able to. I hear. Give me a chance. If you really want it so badly, go. He appeared like an Isha Yafin Mamish, the Isha Yafin, like the world had not seen going back to Naama, who was the sister of Tuvalkai and Shatoba Malachi Asharis. Mamish, as that Isha Yafin that caused the Malachi Asharis, he looked like a Malach, but like Mamish caused the Malachi Asharis, of Yerubnei Olikim is Benoisa Adam. I'm the fun of. And this Isha Yafin Mamish that the world had never seen stands in front of a massive and Kharish. Kim and Shira Isa, as soon as he saw Hafach Panov, Venasalachayev, he quickly looked away. Shuv Bava Amalei Atzat Smaile. And as he did that, he must have gone to his left. So, so the Isha Yofa suddenly appeared on the left side. He kept on turning every way. And he felt his Yetzar was building up. It was just getting stronger and stronger. He remembered wherever he looked. That's where, that's where this Isha Yofa was. And I tried What did the Tzadik do? He had a Talmud that was Misharis. He told him, Bring me fire. And bring me a, a nail. Hey, Viloy, he brought it to him. Nasen as hamasma beish. He put the nail in the fire of a nasen beenav, and he put it in his eyes. Kivin shara satan kach. When the satan saw what he did, the lengths that he was going to go to make sure that he's not going to be there, he posh made himself blind. Nizdaza, the satan posh got overwhelmed. It's a kachat atresel v'nafal achayev. And he fell backwards. But Oysa shot at that second. That was a beautiful measure. Kara Kodesh Baruch Hu Rafal. David should call the Malach Rafal. On Maloy Lech go Verapias Ramasim and Charish. He said, "Go heal Ramasim and Charish." Bava on Malafonov. So he goes to Ramasim and Charish. On Maloy Miata. He says, "Who are you?" On Maloy Anihu Rafal. I'm the Malach Rafal. She Shalachni Akodesh Baruch Hu Rapias Aseinach. David should send me to give you a refu. I'm going to give you back your eyesight. On Maloy Hanicheni. He says, "I don't want." Mashahoyahoy. This is what it is, and I see already. It's not so posh to be misgaber, and sometimes you can go your whole life, and then you can be nichshel. So the Malach before goes back to Kadosh Baruch and told him what happened. He said, "Rabbeinu Shalaylam, kach v'kach, Amali Ramasya." This is what Ramasya told me. Amalei told him, "Lech Amarloi, go tell him, Ani Ored Bedover." He says, "I'm going to co-sign Shlo Yishlei Bayetzahar." Telling you, you can have your eyesight back, the Yitzhar is never going to chop you. And as soon as he came and he told him that, he got his reform. Chazal said that you see from here, that you see from here that if a person is not mistakal benoshim, and certainly if someone's not mistakal benoshim, this is a Yalke Chamoini Nifla. That's mentioned here in Parshas Vayechi. So the Ramami Pano said that I'm going to tell you the rest of the story. He says, this Da Yalkit that tells us Niflodigamaisa about Ramasya ben Kharash, that he had this incredible Nesoyan and his whole life he was Miskaber on the Inyad of Shmir Seinayim. So he said, You want to know who Ramasya ben Kharash was? Ramasya ben Kharash was a Gilgul of Palti ben Laish. He said, Palti ben Laish was the Spitz. 
that's Palti Belayish. But he said, as great of a gibar that Palti Belayish was, and as incredible as the Nesoyen that he was presented with was, and he was miskabra on the Nesoyen, there was a pgam. There was a pgam that needed tikkun. And the pgam was because Palti Ben Laish, although he never touched Michal, and although he was not at Scherev, but at the same time he lived with her and he loved her like a wife. And if he lived with her, he must have looked at her. And he said, because he looked at this woman that was an Ashish Ish, and he had to, based on the instructions of the Melech, his and he said he had to come back on this world. And he had to be massacring the pgam of his enayim over the fact that he lived together with Micha. And his tikkun was that he would come back as Ramasi ben Chadash. And Ramasi ben Chadash would live, ben Chadash would live his life because he had a neshama that was a neshama gevoyev and a skava adlamoy. It was the neshama of Palti ben Laish. And when he did that, he was massacring that pgam that he had. And that's when he became the real Va'apalis al Kulan. This is what the Ramami Pano said. But I'll just fear us with one hergish. The hergish I had was that Palti Malayish goes down as the Schmitz, right? Who is the ultimate? Who is the Schmitz that was Miskabran as Yetzahara? It's Palti Malayish. The Gemara started, Amr Rabbi Yochanan. Ksiv Palti. You see, we refer to him as Palti. The Ksiv Paltiel. And we see that we refer to him as a Paltiel. So was his name Palti or was his name Paltiel? Says the Gemara, his name was Palti. So why was he called Paltiel Shapoltoi Kelman Avera? Because the Abishta saved him from Avera. Think about it. This is the greatest act of Gvura Binyani Arayas. This is the greatest manifestation and expression of Yoshev Adavlayover Avera. That it's Nachshav Kiloas a mitzvah. This is the greatest expression of Kedoshim Tio. Abulamaisa, he didn't even do it on his own. His name is Paltiel. Why? Shapoltoi Kel. It's because he had siyata deshmaya. And the emphasis says, the punchline is so poshit. The punchline is that at the end of the day, Chazal say that a person can't overcome the Yetzirah by himself. A person does not have the Gevura to overcome. And a person's job is not to figure out a way to slay this giant. It's impossible. It's not something a person could do by himself. But a person can try. And he can try his hardest. And when a person tries his hardest, he becomes... From palti to palti kel. And that's not a chesor. In fact, it's the way it works. This is the mahalach. The mahalach advarim is, is that a person tries and he tries. And that's what palti did. Palti made up his mind. He had a commitment. He said, I'm going to do it. You know, Tzidur of Chaim Shmolevitz used to say, he says it a few times in the Sichas Musar, that what was his grace of patent? His patent was not scherev took a sword. He put it between him and Michal. And he says, any person that crosses who does this, you don't give a scherev. So he said, what was the grace of Kuntzobir? Let's say palti came to a point where he couldn't overcome his Yetzirah. Sahara. Okay, he would have taken the sword, right? He would have thrown it out the window and he would have done an Aveira. Who was stopping him? What's this grace of Kuntz over here? Not Scherev. So Chaim Shmulevitz used to say that the Kuntz was that Palti, when he was forced into living with this Ishness Ish, and he knew that it was wrong, he had this incredible Iris. He had this amazing, I'm going to do it. I, I, I'm doing it. This, is, this year is going to be different. Right? I am going to overcome my Yetzirah. But what happens with this year is, you know, it's a fine done, but sometimes you lose it. So he did what the Svun Makdoshim say, he had to make it solid. And you know what he did? He took a sword and he stuck it in the ground. He said, I am so ready right now to be Meskabra on this Nesayan that if something happens, I'm willing to be literally Geshachten. 
Now, he knew that if at a later date he wants to do the Aveda, no one's going to stop him. But that cherif said Rabbi Chaim Shmulevitz served as a reminder of how committed he once was to be Miskaber. And every time he looked at that cherif, he says, I remember, there was a point in time where I saw this clearly. And I know life happens and things go on and in Ashvach moment you can lose that Asiris. But every time he looked at the cherif that reminded him, it served as a zikaran that I know I'm capable of being Miskaber. I know it's the right thing to do. And in Ashvach moment he always looked at that cherif. And that was his shmirah. That was what saved him. And at the end of the day, it was Palti El. It was Paltai Kel. But at the same time, this is the story of Palti Ben Laish. Rabbi's bonus, Asu Chayel, Atalis Al Kulana, Shekra Achain, Hevela Yoyfi, Ishir, Sashemi Tesal. This was a year who was struggling, who was trying to make it work. He came up with strategies, he came up with Tachpulas. Chazawi, even Megali, couldn't have done it by himself. Palti El. And not just that, Ramami Pano said he was even Nichshul and Shmir Seinaya, meaning, and some, again, Kifim it wasn't even perfect. He, right, Chazal said, Yosef Atzadik, the Tipim came out, it wasn't perfect. The greatest of all time weren't perfect. Chazal and Megali, in the, right, why do we have to know this? In the greatness of Palti Malayish, with all that he had to come down, his Nishama actually needed a ticker. But at the same time, it was the Atal Lee No, no, no.